Welcome to the Edge Up Podcast with your hosts, Reed and Glenn from Hawaii Trading Academy. How are you approaching the market right now, Glenn? Are you, is your like strategy changing or is it, you're just waiting for the opportunity? Are you cash heavy? Like what's up? What's, what's Glenn's strategy? <laughs> Dude, I'm just sitting waiting, man. Lock and loaded. Um, I'm just Are you freaked mar- out that like you were in the bear a bearish market, man? Like jobs <laughs> laying people off. Like, should I be worried? For me personally, I'm not as not frightened or fearful of the news. The news is gonna be the news. That's their business. The news is <laughs> once you understand that, guys. Okay, then you can go ahead and block out the noise. Essentially, you block out the noise. And people are still spending, right? Consumer spending is up. Businesses are spending money. Um, you have to figure out, find that information yourself. You know, I've just finished a three-day conference, a business conference, and these guys are very successful. And they are, uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg said, he gave a advice for this year. He's like, guys, Roll up your sleeves. Let's get to work. That's what he said. So that means to me is not a time to be sitting back and trying to protect what you have. The economy is continuing to go and grow. Um, the different sectors are, of course, they're going to be affected, but I feel like change will be inevitably coming. So you got to figure out where, as far as putting your money ultimate number one is always invest in yourself, right? It's been repeated, it's been said, but until you start doing so, guys, you don't even need to worry about the Bitcoins or crypto to NFTs. Like if you're not, if you're putting more money towards that rather than spending on you, then there, there's something you might have to pay attention to and correct, right? But as far as me, my personal strategy, it's it's a matter of just the waiting game, guys. Like, if it's not a valid entry or a setup, I'm not in it. You know, there are other markets that will be moving. And this is a, a pro of the trend following or swing trading um, type of approach. You can just see, okay, commodities moving, gold moving, crypto's moving, um, wheat, forex is moving. Go ahead and figure out how to trade them. Um, don't get so if like the. The market is moving, bro. Like, sorry to interrupt you, but if the market is moving and you're like, oh, here's an opportunity, I'm going to jump in on the move. Yeah. You get curious and like, hey, what what made this move happen? You're not there looking for like, okay, this move is going to happen. I need to be at the charts. I got to be ready for this. For example, maybe a CPI announcement's coming out. Like, hey, dude, I got to be at the chart. Sorry, babe. No photo shoots today. <laughs> like, you know, how do you approach that? You So you're just approaching it from an opportunistic point of view? Well, at the end of the day, you, you develop a strategy, your system, right? And your system's going to tell you when to enter the market. If you include you see your announcements and news into your system, then yeah, you got to consider that. But if you're zoomed out on like on a daily chart and you're looking at the CPI days, it's a blip. The market's still continuing in a certain direction, whether it be up or down. And you want to be with the overall direction. You know, that makes yeah, sense. That's, a, bro. that's more of a 
I, yeah, higher time frame point of view versus like a scalping or day trading point of view. Because, I mean, we could see bearish runs, bullish move runs within the same day, you know? Right. We just talked about having the different market or mental cycles in these markets. And, like, go ahead. If you want to capture those small, the, the quicker moves, go for it. But that deter that means you got to understand what you have to go through in order to take advantage of those moves, meaning you're going to have to spend more time on the screen to get those moves. You might not capture a, the big of a move. Um, and it may not agree with the overall trend direction. You know what I mean? If you're counter trend trading for that day because of the CPI or whatever, that's fine. You can do that, but you have to know that going into it. And then you just make adjustments um, for that particular trade or that approach. How are you, bruh? Like, what, what's on your radar right oh, now? Oh, yeah. You've been No, I, I just, uh, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I'm just being patient. I'm just waiting for the right opportunities to present itself. I'm not really focused on fundamental news announcements. However, I, I will stay out of the market. I won't be looking for trades if I know an announcement's coming up. So I like to be updated with like the calendar and just to see, okay, may expect volatility on the U.S. markets on, you know, the 14th or something because of CPI, you know? I, so, like, I'll take that into consideration or NFP and employment claims, interest rate heights. And now it's, like, four or five that I pay attention to. Before, it used to just be NFP, right? you know? But now it's, like, a lot of these... I want to say medium to high level impact news is really impacting the at least the intraday levels. So I mean, um, I will take note of that, but it's not going to keep me away from the market. Maybe if I'm in a trade, I'm also going to lower my risk. I'm going to remove or scale out of a position if I know like a, a movement is coming, or if I if it's a perfect setup and I know like okay in three hours there's an announcement coming but the the movement is happening now the opportunity is now again I'll, I'll go like half risk or a quarter of a percent of a risk you know just reduce risk overall like that's the name of the game it's not I'm not trying to make money I'm trying to risk the, the least amount but make a good profit on on the, those opportunities so that that's where I'm sitting at man that's that's how I'm looking at the the current market phase fundamental like i'm not looking at all these unemployment i think steve burns even tweeted like it's a bullish sign when companies are laying off workers because where is that all that extra money gonna go it's gonna go into developing the de developing technologies to to combat the lot the workforce so i mean like we're seeing a lot of development with ai and i think that's going to be the next step in in a lot of companies and a lot of trading it's going to affect trading for sure yeah maybe not necessarily ai trading but just the reflection of our economy on those stock market on the stock market because of ai no absolutely and i i think i remember reading like for example google they they laid off a bunch of people but no one's talking about how much people they hired during 20 they oh yeah that so they hired way more people and they're keeping compared to the people that they're 
laying off. You know, maybe it's the TikTokers are laying off. I hope so. <laughs> but going back to your 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 point of view, you, you mean it's a great point of being a risk manager uh, as, as a as a uh, priority. But like, is there any point when you start to get on the gas and start? Like, how do you start going full size and if not leveraging? Yeah, that's based on the grade of the trade. Yeah. So like A the, plus, the higher A plus has to be, then you're going full, full. Uh, if it's an A size. trade, a high probability, it's full 1%. Yeah. And then I think even with prop firms, you know, you got to certain prop firms, you have to reach a certain profit target in a certain time. So like, I think FTMO was one of them. And so like, you definitely need to step on the gas during those times, you know, maybe two or 3% risk just to achieve that target and then lay off, come back to risk management. Yeah. Yeah. Prioritizing that. So Capital preservation. Go, you know, it has to be a set, I mean, like a high probability setup. So based on your data and then also confidence, does that have a role? I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Confidence in the plan and in the setup. Yeah, absolutely. That plays like, a part. And then, you know, news announcements, can that add more confidence or take away confidence when? Take away confidence just because it's a, uh, it's uncertain, right? Yeah. It's an uncertain probability of the, the market. The market's always going to be uncertain. So I think it, the way that we, the way I would adjust for that is to reduce risk. I'm not going to, mm. oh, shoot, something's coming up. Like, let's double down on this guy, you know? No, <laughs> let's uh, double back first. Double back. And come back. We could come back on the retest. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it goes back to when you figure out your approach to the market. It's, it's finding your niche. It goes back to what style what fits your personality right with the trading style approach and then does that trading style take into consideration all these news announcements current events fundamentals right if it doesn't if you're strictly technical or strictly chart price driven then you know i've for me like that could be considered just noise all the other things, you know, because I'm all I'm looking at is price. And there's there's a lot lots of books there. And you know, of course you gotta take it to consideration, you know, oh, okay, COVID was there, you know, that has a big fundamental major um thing where it affected businesses. We couldn't do businesses couldn't do business. A big chunk of the world was shut down. So yes okay, it's not wise to go put in a full position, you know, because I got a breakout to go long, but really there's no planes in the air and this and that, you know? So but I think to me, that's a, a, a point where you do have to take the fundamentals into consideration compared to just being a strictly price-driven um, thing. You know, and then, yeah, people will counter that, but like that was my approach and my point of view during this, I, you know, one moment in time in history. 
Yeah, and it, that could be falling under uncertainty in the market, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, stick to your guns, stick to your system, stick to your data, stick to your personality, your trading, and I think you should be well. You should sleep better at night. <laughs> to summarize your thoughts on the current economy, it's just like, don't worry, just place price action, right? Follow price action. That's it. Follow, yeah, follow your plan. Um, you have to be confident I, in your plan. That, I'd imagine for you that, or just anyone listening, that's like a lot of stress relief. Yes. Because yeah. it's like, um, I'm looking at the news every single day, Gwen, and I'm like panicking because like I'm seeing all these layoffs. Uh, I got people telling me, oh, we're headed into a bear market. We're in a recession. Uh, sh- what should I do with my money? And the answer is just like, hey, that's all noise. Like, don't just pay attention to your plan. If you're a trader, yeah, pay attention to your trading plan. What is your edge saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's It's... You know, there's different answers for different types of people. Sometimes the blunt answer is like, if you're so worried, then don't even trade. Oh, it ain't yeah. for you. There you go. That's one answer. Yeah. You know? That's, that's a, if you're constant. Well, what if I'm a fundamental trader and I always look, I have to look at the news in order to place the trades? Like I, I trade Pfizer, you know, and I, I want to make sure I, I know what I'm, or Raytheon. I trade Raytheon. I know that yeah. we're going to war soon. Like, you know what I mean? Or I guess a, a debate there is like, hey, what if you're just looking for the opportunities? Like you're looking, okay, real life scenarios, maybe war is happening, right? And then as an investor, as a trader, you're looking, okay, if war is going to happen or if yeah. something drastic happens in a certain sector, we could go off COVID, easy. COVID, yeah. you're going to look at the medical field side of things like stocks specifically or, or funds that trade the medical devices and then you're going to capitalize on that so i guess that's kind of good in a way of knowing like what's going on i can't just follow price all the way up to there i mean that leads to content uh what is it called um like conviction and confidence in knowing that hey look i want to go short or i want to go long on pfizer just because this covid thing is going around i don't know how long it's going to go but Mm -hmm. my plan is showing an opportunity here so i'm going to go long on right? Like that's essentially how you're handling all the fundamentals that the news would put out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's like, it has to make sense to you. If it's a product that you never trade at all, you better have a valid reason why you're going to get into that market, right? Like if you don't trade stocks, but all of a sudden you got your eyes on stocks because of where, you know, what happened in 2020, um, then you got to have a solid plan and you have to know when you're either going to get out for exit or, or a loss or get out for a profit. You have to understand those simple key things, you know, and there, there's so many different um, distractions I've seen, especially social media guys. A lot of people, when you're reaching an, in an uncertain market environment, well, what do a lot of people do? They try to look, seek approval or agreement with others, right? They form a thesis, right? And they go ahead and do that. What happened to the, the Reddit guys, the Wall Street bets? 
with GameStop, right? There's that one guy, he just started to pull up his, his analysis, his thesis on this one GameStop trade. And sure enough, you know, he did this time, he put the due diligence, he did the work and he put it up on there and then people just went to bonkers on it. You know, they just piggyback off of that particular trade. Um, now, what I'm saying nowadays, it's it's hard. Uh, a lot of people want to feel right, feel like they made the right decision compared to actually making the decision based on their to um their system in order to be a good trade you know what i mean what it takes to have a good trade people rather focus on being right than rather than focus on making a good trade whether that be a win or loss if you did you agree on that like society nowadays man yeah yeah it's like people want to be right more than than being wrong yeah but it's also I, I always refer to the, or think of the book, One Good Trade by Mike Villafore. And like, uh, that's just, it doesn't matter. It Was it a good trade, but you lost? Then it was a good trade. Like it doesn't, the outcome doesn't matter. So as much as you executing the plan, that's what matters, right? To the T. And I think, um, yeah, coming back to this whole fundamental analysis, what's going on with the news, what's going on with social media, it's all noise. It's all distraction. And we just have to stick to what we know, what our plan is, stick to the edge. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say no to opportunities in other markets, because I think we, we discussed, like, if you have a trading system, it should be a robust trading system should be applicable in all types of markets and all types of market conditions. And so like, that means we could take what we're trading with Forex and apply it to the stock market. And so like, and I mean, of course, there could be some minor tweaks because the markets do move differently, but just small tweaks, maybe it's like uh, using a wider stop, like for Bitcoin, for example, I've learned that I have to use a wider stop when I'm trading through my prop firm, just because you get whipped out a lot faster. So, I mean, that's just one aspect of that type of uh, the trade that goes on. And I think uh, just coming back, it, it, there's no fear. Like, it doesn't matter what people are saying in Bit about Bitcoin right now. Am I going to dollar cost average? Am I going to, is there's, if there are day trading opportunities, I'm going to take the one in one wins and get out of the market real fast, you know? So, um, yeah, I think we're, we're essentially, we're on the same boat. I probably pay attention to a little bit more fundamentals now that I'm like intraday trading, yeah. but at the same time, it's not going to prevent me completely from, from either me losing a, a whole lot of the account or just staying out of the market or risking less. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just comes down. So that that's the final verdict, I think, is that we have no concern about how many <laughs> how many companies are laying off employees and how many or how our economy is doing right now. As long as we could trade, the economy is good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That could be a little selfish. I mean, okay, just to bring another example, right? 2022 was was a bear market, right? We were down. 16 i don't know almost about 20 percent. Yeah, i think 16 percent for snp yeah. snp okay right so a lot of mutual funds or the, the normal hedge funds they had a bad year um i just read that citadel freaking solid year solid solid year they made billions in profit and that to me 
was that too. I know for sure they just stuck to their guns, their systems, they performed and executed. And that was the result. You know, I know they got a, a solid team. They, they have way more resources than we do or the average person, of course. Um, but what are they do like in that kind of market in a bear market, people made money, you know, and that to me shows that, okay, that, um, opportunity is still there. You don't have to have a picture perfect market. If a picture perfect market is happening, everyone's going to make money, obviously. But when you have a solid system, a robust system, as Reed mentioned, you should be able to perform in all types of market environments. You'll maybe you'll lose, you'll have a losing um, year, but if you because you stuck to your system, you probably lost less. You save money, right? Opportunity should be right around the corner for you, you know. Um, so I think just looking at these bigger guys and seeing that it's still possible, the possibility is there. You know, there's a lots of trend following funds out there. They showed January um, last year as a solid year. Lots of gains, double digit gains. And then they started off January with a solid year. I think it was Melvin Capital. They posted 6% last in January, you know. So, Very nice. um, yeah, I mean, solid double digit year. Then it led started this year with a bang. So. For me, that's confirmation. Like, okay, strategy, stick to have that solid sound strategy, whatever you may trade, stick to your data, stick to your guns. And then if as long as we're able to, as long as the internet's out there, as long as we can have the login to our brokers, as long as we can execute trades and get in and out, we're done. Guys, we're done. <laughs> so I Google the quick Google search for S and P return for 2022, and it says the S and P lost negative 19.44 percent. It's worst year since 2008. So that's a it's a wild stat. Negative 19 percent. If you didn't have a negative 19 percent month on your portfolio or negative year on your portfolio, you did good. You beat the market. <laughs> you, you did the great. Market. You beat the market. You did great. And this so. is a cool thing that um, Kathy Woods was talking about how you know, of ARC, um, she was just talking about how lots of traditional funds or hedge funds out there, they use S&P as a benchmark. And that's where they scale their performance to. And, you know, I love her insight where she's saying, why are you going to just compare yourself to this standard uh, benchmark, you know, you're somewhat limiting, capping yourself on your potential, you know. Now, she could say it's hard. I mean, you know, I'm just sharing what she has, her insight, because right now, she, she they're her funds in a big downturn as well, you know, but she has a different perspective and understand, like hearing that, that's really intriguing. And it just shows you the confidence that she has in her system her research her data with her team and you know it's it's just showing that like yeah she's gonna you know whether or not she does 
Kirkland does great do uh, have great performance or recover, you know, that's what traders are about, you know, sticking it out, having a mental toughness, having a resiliency to stick it out, even after 50 plus uh, percent drawdown. And she manages a I lot think, of money. Uh, I like the the S&P as a benchmark, right? It's like the standard. It's like the average male is this height or the average this. It, that's the average. Like if you could perform, you're better than average. And then that, I think what's so cool is you could be, hey, I performed 20% in the year while the S&P lost 20%. And you show that to an investor, a prop firm, they're going to be like, yo, take our money, trade for us. So no, that's why that's good. But like, I, I'm with Kathy, like we shouldn't limit ourselves, but it also it's a perfect benchmark. Everyone knows that benchmark, you know, yeah, of course we want to do better. Of course we like, that's the goal. Of course it is. But like, so S&P is a great benchmark. Cause like, if you're coming in new, like, okay, what's a good return? Like people, I've Googled that a lot. Like what's a good return per, per month, you know? And like anywhere from two to 5% is an amazing return. Right. Right. I mean, so, I mean, at this point, average. at this point, you know, even the five percent return—that's multiples above what your savings account's giving you. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, I think some the best I've heard one of my friends said five percent. Really? Return? I don't know how. That's crazy. Yeah, man. For uh, treasury bills. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, yeah. That's not a like a traditional. Uh, savings account you know they have like a money yeah no not a just yeah i think what would be the best savings account out there it's probably 0.2 percent or even that 0.02 they're in the decimals man when they're in the decimals they're just robbing your money man they're holding it hostage guys because what do they do what they're using their own money they they take your money they use your money they they lend it out to the wealthy who go ahead and purchase assets with it. Plain and simple, man. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, current events, they're all, we're always going to have current events. We're always going to have news, guys. The questions you got to ask yourself is, how's my sister performing in this particular environment? Do I have data? Do I have historical research? If you don't have any of those yet, maybe that's something, a point to start in. Run some back tests. Lots of great technology out there to help you craft your trading approach to um, go through these different market cycles. Because I encourage, like, if it's a bull market, everyone's going to make money, right? Not everyone makes money in the bear market. And 2022 was a great example for it. But really... Put your trading system to the test, put it through these different choppy markets or highly volatile, low volatile markets, put it through the test. You always, got, you also got to put yourself through these tests too on how you're going to be performing through these different market environments, you know, through and document it, journal, right? We're, we're going to be beating that into your ears day in and out you know as you continue to listen to this podcast guys but you know yeah market if you have a sound trading approach that it's robust and made for different environments 
you should be okay, guys. If not more okay, you should to either save money on the losses or you should come up profitable. So any last words, bro? Nah, just uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, click the link below for more episodes. Aloha, everyone. Reading Glenn here from Hawaii Trading Academy. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This podcast, we go deep into Glenn's approach to fundamental analysis. While the concern, like there's companies laying off workers and by the buttload. So should we be concerned? How should we take action in the markets? What is our trading strategy during these weird and volatile times with all kinds of stuff happening, UFOs, COVID, war. How do we approach the markets? Listen up. We'll go deep into this one. Thanks, all. Whether you're looking to improve your trading mindset and growth, we'll provide you with the tools, tips, and inspiration you need to make your next breakthrough. So tune in and let's edge up together.